Would you like to get your hands on a free copy of our brand new enlightened book? It's 150 plus pages. It's a digital book that could potentially transform your life. Make sure to listen after this interview to find out the details for how you can grab a free copy today. Hi everyone, this is Shelly, aka The Phoenix. Are you ready to be motivated, educated, entertained, and inspired? Well, you have come to the right place. Now get your pen and paper ready because you're listening to the newest episode of the Conversations with Passion radio show with your host, Corey Poirier. Hello everybody, it is Corey Poirier and we're back with the latest edition of the Conversations with Passion radio show and excited to have a return guest today terry lynn so great to have you back and i think probably the best starting point would be to get you to introduce yourself uh to us because of course there's some people that may not have caught your last visit to the show so just Mm -hmm. wondering if you might be able to give us a a little bit of a backstory or an overview okay well thanks Corey, um for having me and um i'm an author i wrote the book journey to my soul but I'm also a corporate trainer for a large, large automotive group in Philadelphia area. I hire and train the salespeople. Awesome. And so, uh, I mean, that must be uh, fun to, to sort of juggle those completely. I, I won't necessarily say they're different destinations because, obviously, when you're training, you're sharing information, you're helping people. And, uh, and obviously, when you're an author, you're sharing information, you're helping people. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously different disciplines as well. So... You know, what from your perspective do you think, Terry, that I guess makes both of those, let's say, work for you? Well, believe it or not, they're they're very similar because in, in my book, I write about, you know, the importance of being happy first. You know, a lot of people are in the pursuit of happiness, chasing it. But when you can just sit and relax and be happy with what is, life goes a lot smoother. And in sales, it's so important that you keep your head on right and, and keep yourself in a happy place. So I teach the, the incoming salespeople a lot of those tools that I write about in my book. And so now the book itself, and, and again, I know we chatted about it in the past, but I'm thinking again for those that may not have caught it, and of course, because each uh, each interview is um, sort of um, – I'm going to say organic. Uh, I know new things have come out of it as well. But can you tell our listeners what the the book is about, the overall kind of feel of the book? The the overhaul of the book is the story of my life. So it is a lot about business and and the car business. But the tone of the book is spiritual. It's a spiritual journey um, that I have gone through in meditation and learning to accept things in my life that weren't the best. I lived through a difficult time, and it's how I trained my brain to focus on the things I wanted and not on the things that were missing or or bad, so to say. Um, So I give a lot of tools on how people can train their brain, but it takes work. And um, the fact that 80% of the people today don't have goals, Um, I talk about the, the divine navigation system that we have built into us, but you need to have a goal in order to get directions, just like a navigation system in a car. If you don't put a, um, a clear address in, you're not going to be able to get clear directions. So it's the same way in life. Setting goals is really um, important to gain success. 
And so I guess, Terry Lynn, if we talk about people that you've seen that are doing it and, and or have done it well versus people that struggle with it, do you see any common sort of traits or common things that, that they do that allows them to to really accomplish that versus the people that, again, struggle with it? Yeah, I see it all the time because some people take what I teach and run with it and they succeed and other people just fail. But what it is, it's a mental outlook, Corey. It's, um, you know, setting that goal and believing in it and then taking the action. So it's everything combined. But it's the drive to do well that you really can't teach. And some people have that drive and some people don't. You know, like you're a person, I, I watch you and follow you. You have that drive to succeed. You do what what needs to be done. And not everybody has that. And so, you know, if, if you look at the, the salespeople, and I know this is jumping into the other side for a sec, but if you look at the salespeople that you work with, you know, it's interesting when you mention that some people have the drive and some people don't. And, of course, I spent a lot of my early career years in, in corporate sales, uh, mm-hmm. actually selling photocopiers, uh, door-to-door, business door at least, but door-to-door. And uh, I worked with two large companies doing so, and I watched it in our office. As you know, the 80-20 rule, we actually were probably like the 15-85 rule, but we had mm-hmm. a small percentage of our, our team was uh, essentially booking a large, a very large percentage of our business. And it always puzzled me in the sense that our managers would try to hire or would hire people and they took the, the shotgun approach of hire a whole bunch of people and hopefully you'll discover which ones are the sort of the, you know, the people that are meant to kind of rise to the top which I don't think is necessary. like they didn't try to really groom them. They just kind of tried to find the people that were could ultimately learn it on their own or mm-hmm. were just intuitively set for it. But it always intrigued me, the people that would come in, and they you could tell they just came in because they said, okay, well, I can get a small base salary, and if I sell a few machines, I'll be able to pay the minimum bills. But they didn't have a drive to, let's say, for lack of a better term, help more customers or to even help themselves. Right. But But I guess, you know, here's the big question out of that from what you've seen. Is that something that, because, again, a lot of these managers took it upon themselves to just try to find, wait until somebody came in with that much passion and then benefit from it. But do you Mm -hmm. think it's something that you can, you can obviously provide training for, but do you think it's something you can put into a person or, uh, you know, inspire a person for them to come out of them? Or do you think they have to be born with it or at least uh, apt? be the type of person that uh, can absorb it like I'm just wondering your thoughts on the whole idea of of yeah I mean I think I think if a person is open to it you can help inspire them you know I've seen the light go on in some people but for the most part um, just to give you a for instance three months ago I had two people come through training Um, it was a class of maybe six people but the the two people who were very um, you know very same training everything else had desks right next to each other first first Gentleman did 12 cars his first month. The other one did one. So hmm. what was the difference, you know? Um, it's – I don't know if – I honestly don't know the answer to that, if you can instill. Again, only if the person is open to it. I have seen people, you know, get it and say, oh, all right, this is what I need to do. But I just always say the difference between the top guy and the mediocre guy is the thoughts they think and the actions they take. It all starts in your mind. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, you know, based on and and now I'm 
above 4,000 interviews. So I have a lot of, when I say this, I have a lot of backup to draw from. It's not just me mm-hmm. speculating, but I have a lot to, to back up to say it's a, it's 100% that, not in every, not 100% of cases, but in the vast majority, that it's exactly what you said, the, you know, the thoughts you think and the actions you take based on those mm-hmm. thoughts. So, uh, you know, that brings up, I guess, uh, maybe a good follow-up question, or not even follow-up question, just a, a thought to share on top of what you mentioned. But I, I'm on the same page. I don't know. I used to think that, it was the idea of what born salespeople versus uh, salespeople that you could sort of groom. And mm-hmm. I used to sort of argue that you could groom the salesperson. But I think what it is is you can, you can basically give them the tools to succeed as long as they have fortitude to do it and as long mm-hmm. as they have the aptitude to do it and even the attitude. I think what you can probably do is you can maybe help fix up their attitude a little bit. You can, mm-hmm. you can change some of those things. But going back to your point, I'm not sure either if you can change the root of the person. In other words, the, the million-dollar question is, was it already in that person that they were going to be a top person, and it's just whether or not somebody was able to call it out of them? Uh, mm-hmm. Or did somebody change them from a person that wouldn't have been a top person? And I think more often than not, when we think, oh, wow, this person, you know, finally got it, and, and you know, now they're rising to the top, I think that that person headed in them anyway, and it's just that now it, we're finally seeing it. Like something tapped and made it happen. So I go back to the almost the opposite of what I used to think in the sense that I'm not even sure if you can make it. I think maybe you can uncover it. But that, that's just a personal take. Yeah. No, I, so I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and like we said, I mean, there's a reason why, even though in an optimal world, like the 80-20 rule would, in theory, if, if you could just create it in people regularly with certain strategy, first of all, we'd have a lot more top salespeople. Uh, but second, and this is, you know, after thousands and thousands and thousands of years of us trying to change it, and it hasn't changed. So I think that if, if you could create it and groom it, we'd find a system that made it happen all the time, and the 80-20 rule wouldn't still exist. You know, it might be right. 50-50 rule or something. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously there's something going on there bigger than, you know, just you can make it happen when you're ready. So right. I, I just get want to your thoughts on that. So you talked about, you know, it kind of starts with your mind and then it's the actions you take. So when you're working with people, coaching people about mindset, and I'm sure you run into the, the toxic mindset, but, you know, maybe it's somebody that something's going on that, you know, you can maybe not change that, but you can give them a new perspective on it. Right. Uh, you know, I did a talk this, this past Saturday, and I was talking about E plus R equals O, so the event you're hit with plus your response will dictate your outcome. And I heard that years ago through Jack Canfield, but he shared in the talk I heard that he heard it from somebody else. So I don't even know who to credit it to, but I shared <laughs> it this weekend, and uh, and I was talking about it in perspective of, as an example, somebody cuts you off in traffic, gives you the middle finger, and then you know then that you carry that to the office, and the difference between the ripple if you carried that to the office and started taking it out on people versus if you go to the office with a positive attitude and shook it off and said maybe they just had a bad day, maybe they had a fight with their wife or whatever that might be. And I shared that, and the girl came up afterwards, and I, I shared this on Facebook, the idea that you never want to have somebody crying, but if somebody does come up and cry, you know you made a big impact. And mm-hmm. this lady, that happened with her, and it was because she shared the story about her husband who battled a, a vision impairment and how he always decided to take a positive response regardless of the cards he was dealt. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is, obviously, she already had that that mindset and she already knew that was going on and it just happened that I just shared an equation or a formula she could put to it but if you can impact somebody that way because it's something personal to them I have to believe that when you share some insight with them that makes them go uh uh-huh like you mentioned earlier if they already Mm -hmm. have it in them you can change their attitude 
you know, that right. people can start going, okay, well, that's true. Every time I complain and think about the price of gas and worry about the price of gas, I go into the gas station and I start fighting with the person there or whatever. And yet, if I don't focus on that, then, you know, I, I go in and it, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as wound up and all that stuff. I'm sure right. if you paint the picture right with certain people, you can change the perspective on it. So the question of all that is based on what you've seen, what do you think it usually takes to change somebody sort of, and I don't mean change at the core, but just to help them see a different perspective on the way they view things versus you well, know, negative versus positive? Yeah, well, we, we spend a lot of time on attitude because as a salesperson, if you don't have your head on right, you're not good to talk to another customer. So with attitude, it's what you focus on. You know, change your focus. If you come to work and you're stressed out in traffic, as as you said, you know, you come in and say, oh, the traffic was horrible. Turn it around. Come in and say, you know what, I am so happy to be out of that traffic. And it just gives off a different vibration. So you can say the same thing in a positive way, a neutral way, or a negative way. And if you can train your brain to look at things in the positive, your life will go much smoother. It's that simple. Focus, focus, focus. And so... You know, if we tie back again to your book for a second, uh, Terry Lynn, does, is the book, is that part of it too, providing those kind of mindsets and strategies? And Yes, the things I did to, to train my brain. And it takes work, Corey. It takes work. I've been working on this for years, and sometimes I'll get a thought, and I'm thinking, well, that thought isn't serving me, and I, I change it. You know, I, I catch it much sooner than I did now. But, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day running through our head, and most of the time we're unaware of where they're coming from or what kind of things they're developing for us. If you can take control and put the thoughts in that serve the life you want and focus on the goal at hand and stay in a positive state, man, oh, man, your life would soar. But it takes work, and most people aren't willing to put that kind of work in, into their life. So you, you just sort of addressed the ne- my, my next question was going to be, why do you think the average person – doesn't do it. And we actually, yesterday I was interviewing a gentleman by the name of John DeJulius, who's a, a customer service related speaker who, uh, I mean, that's been his whole focus for years. He has four books. They're all on customer service. And it all started, he had a salon called the John Roberts Spa, and I think it's still open. And it has won countless awards back sort of when he was originally focused on it uh, for customer service. And, you know, it was the idea of, again, you know, I had asked a question to him yesterday and I think I asked it to him before, why do you think most people, you know, most companies, let's say, don't do it? You know, if they see Disney and Starbucks and Ritz-Carlton and Apple thriving through recessions, and they know they are doing certain things that make that happen, the question becomes, why does the average small company say not say, why can't we adopt what they're doing? But it goes back to what you just said, Carrie Lynn, and, and, you know, John shared this with us too, is it's how much work it takes to make that happen. People don't want to put in that kind of work, even though – the end result will pay for itself many times over. To train mm-hmm. your staff like Disney does every day a week, I mean, seven days a week they have some sort of training at Disney, sometimes multiple facets of training. Well, how many small businesses or companies would be willing to even do, even I hate to say it, but even a tenth of that right? because of the amount of work it takes. And yet we know it's working for Disney. We know it's working for Starbucks. And we know mm-hmm. that it's working for small businesses that nobody even hardly in you know outside of their little town knows the name of, but you drive by and there's people lined up around the block. Like mm-hmm. it's not just the big companies that can do it. Actually, I would say smaller companies could do it easier. But it goes back to your point. The same thing about training your mind to, to think a lot more positively, I think takes work in much the same way that it does to, like I said, turn a business into a business that is, let's say, creating customer experiences every day. And 
I think another part of it is people sometimes feel, and this is just based on actually a, an interview that I did about this, but people think that people are either born that way or, or not. And why I say that is there's a gentleman named Rick Hansen, who in Canada, um, we like Terry Fox in Canada as well, but basically uh, Rick was uh, had a, an accident, a spinal cord accident when he was 15, and he decided to raise money. He called it the, the Marathon of Hope, and he basically uh, pushed his wheelchair across most of the country raising money. And so people, when I said about brought him up, people say, well, Rick and Terry, those guys are just inspired. They were born that way. So I decided, well, instead of me assuming it, why don't I ask them? And Rick told me that basically – Early on, especially, he was the opposite of who he is today. He was feeling sorry for himself. Why me? And and he said, but every day, still to this day, he has to at least invest in one way to inspire himself. So he said when Terry Fox was still alive, they were really good friends. And they would call each other almost daily and share inspirational quotes or inspirational messages, a story they just experienced mm-hmm. with somebody else that had a similar affliction. And my point being is if somebody that's inspiring that many people and living a very inspired life from the outside has to still inspire himself every day, and if Disney still has to spend money on training every week to get it right, and, and if you and I have to still train our brain, if you will, then it, it, there's no question it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take work. But I think mm-hmm. you and I probably both agree it's worth the effort. It's definitely worth the effort, in, in, you know, in my opinion, because I know where my life would be had I not done that. I would still be sitting on the, in the, on the pity potty, you know, um, poor me, poor me. And, um, you know, my life has, like, really rocketed from where it was years ago. And I know it's because of the work I did. And so, you know, as we start to wind down, Terry Lynn, I'm curious your thoughts when you mentioned, and and I mentioned, you know, it does take work. I guess, you know, what is that? And, I mean, I'm sure you share this in the book, and I know you've shared it uh, today and, and in our previous interview. But what is that, like if you were coaching somebody through this or you were saying grab my book and, and, you know, and start learning how to do this, what is that, where does that work start in your opinion, especially for somebody who's already on the, maybe they're a little bit more of the negative track? Um, for somebody that's negative, I, I would always start with meditation, which takes a little bit of concentration, but it helps to calm the mind and it helps you to become aware of what you're thinking. The second biggest step is to have a goal. Set even if it's a small goal, just set a goal. When you set a goal and you have an endpoint in mind, it gives you different energy. It fills you with hope. Um, as long as you believe, you have to set a goal that you believe. You know, belief is turns the engine on. Um, but it gives you a different energy towards life. If you get up in the morning and you know you have a goal for the day, it just gives you direction. And so, and I guess when it comes to goal setting, and this is something, I, I, I kind of asked everybody about this with goal setting because I know how it worked for me and how it works for me best, but what are your thoughts on setting smaller goals as well and then at the same time rewarding them whenever you achieve them? Mm-hmm. Like well, I totally yourself. agree with that. I mean, I'm all for going for the, the, um, the big audacious goal. I'm, I'm all for that. But if you have somebody that's in a depressed negative state, they might not have belief in that big goal. So then you would start small. But I'm all for, you know, aim high, reach far, because people don't aim too high and hit. They aim too low and – I'm sorry, people don't aim too high and miss. They aim too low and hit. Um, So the bigger the goal to me, the better. You don't have to know how to get there. 
You just have to set it, and then you do the best you can every day with what's in front of you, and you keep your eye on the target. And if you set that goal and you believe it, new ideas are just going to start to flow to you. It will come. But, again, if you're starting with a negative person, then you've got to build it small so they, they gain that belief. Because without the belief, you're you're not going anywhere. Agree completely. So, Terry Lynn, this has been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, I'll call it a to be continued because I, I know for sure we'll be bringing you back onto the show to share more great insight and to even dive deeper into the book. I mean, I think next time I might like to, if you're okay with it, take a, maybe an approach of almost like a, a book review, but a mm-hmm. Q&A. And, Perfect. And it's awesome. And so, and I was going to ask you, obviously, uh, before we let you run off, maybe a very important question is for those listening who want to learn more about the book, where can they uh, get their hands on it and where can they connect with you a little further? Uh, they can connect um, with me at www.thinkhappybehappy.com. It's my website. They can purchase the book on the website. There's a link. They can purchase the book through Balboa Press or Amazon.com. And the book title is Journey to My Soul, Following Divine Navigation. Wow. Well, thank you again so much, Terry Lynn. Like I said, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing so much great insight. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time around, and we'll, we'll, we'll wave the flag in the interim and look toward bringing you back on in the very near future. Great. Thank you, Corey. Thanks so much, Terry Lynn. We'll chat soon. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we promised you details for how you can get a free copy of the brand new Enlightened book. All you have to do right now is visit thisisthebook.com. Once again, thisisthebook.com. And near the top of the page where it talks about the Enlightened book, just fill out the details and the exclusive code that you need is best you ever. All spelled out, no spaces. And again, if you use the passcode best you ever, fill out the details and then confirm on uh, check your email folders to make sure to confirm that you want to get a copy and, and join our newsletter tribe as well at the same time. And then your brand new uh, free copy of Enlightened will be on its way uh, immediately. Thank you so much. And I hope you find a way today to live with passion. Well, that's all, folks. That's another great show with a few great concepts and ideas that might be just what you need to get your ball rolling. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd like to thank a few people for helping make this show possible. IB Trade Show. Go to ibtradeshow.com. Engaged Leadership. Go to in-engaged.ca. Permadry. Guaranteed solutions for leaky basements. Go to permadry.com. Sites and Bytes. Your site for great service. Sitesandbytes.ca. Oxford Learning, never stop learning. Go to OxfordLearning.com. Smile Dog, your receptionist. Go to SmileDog.ca. Thanks again for tuning in. On behalf of Corey Poirier, I am Marco Kelly, and this has been Conversations with Passion. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.